Hey guys, welcome back to the Right to Remain Silent podcast. This is Melanie and I'm half of the Right to Remain Silent. Uh, Taylor is not with us today because I'm taking this one alone. Not alone, actually. I have my boyfriend Wilson today that you'll hear from in a little bit. Uh, Taylor and I started our jobs this week. It is the Tuesday after Memorial Day and we started our summer associateships, summer clerkships, summer internships, whatever you want to call it. We started our legal jobs today and stuff was kind of up in the air. So today I'm going to be talking with my sweet boyfriend, Wilson, about what it's like to have a significant other go to law school. And honestly, Throughout the conversation, we kind of determined that the advice and kind of the conversations that we have are actually pretty applicable to anyone in your life going to law school, someone close to you that you loved or that you love and you want to support. Um, This really applies to them. So I really hope you all enjoy the episode. Wilson was sort of nervous, but I think he did a great job and it was really sweet to hear his side of the experience um, because I forget that we sort of did this together. So I'm really thankful he took his time. I kind of forced him, but I think he enjoyed it by the end of it. And I hope that you enjoy the episode as well. Welcome back to our episode. This is my, our first episode without Taylor and Melanie. It's just me, Melanie. And we have the famous Wilson Earhart with us today. I'll force him to be here. It's the evening before my first day of work, and do you know what we're going to be talking about? Do you know why you're here? Um, <clears throat> how a spouse or loved one or boyfriend can support their lovely law girl student. Yes, or vice voice. versa. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. All right. So can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, specifically <laughs> where in life you were when I started law school, so we can talk about the last year? So <clears throat> the summer before Melanie started law school... I think we were dating for two and a half years. I believe I went through the whole recruitment process and application. Application, sorry, <laughs> still don't know all the correct terms. And uh, it was very stressful. She was always very panicked. And I, I used to play college sports. I've been retired for about five days now. <laughs> it's definitely a, it's hard lifestyle change for me. But so I kind of understood. With getting recruited in sports and getting recruited for law school is sort of similar based on, you know, you do so much, you try so hard, you write these recommendation letters or you write emails to coaches and you just hope that they get back to you with what you want to hear. So for me, my intro to law school was met with tears, excitement, (laughs) screaming for all these schools that Melanie either got into, waitlisted. I was in San Antonio, Texas, Mm -hmm. down at the University of the Incarnate Word. Uh, I played baseball there for three years. So you were going into your last year of baseball? I was going into my last year, getting my MBA. You were pretty busy. Your schedule was busy. You were going to be busy while I was going to be busy. It wasn't. Yes, definitely with balancing baseball and my MBA program. Which don't think it's not that hard. It's not nearly as hard as law school is what I've come to learn. But just balancing your schedule and my schedule and understanding that, you know, you would be so much busier than normal and not be able to call or text whenever I wanted to, although you did a good job with it. It was definitely a change to try to have to 
kind of support you from afar because I couldn't bug you all the time. I had to like give you so much space and let you get used to law school and all the reading. So there were a lot of times where I always thought I was doing something wrong, but you just were doing something. And I'm a panicker, an anxious panicker. So when my text wasn't getting responded to, I always thought something was wrong, but normally you were just reading. I think we've kind of determined you didn't really know much about law school. Like you didn't know anything about law school. I knew it's where you went to school if you wanted to be a lawyer. And that was about That's it. That's law school. You and didn't I, know and how I, long it I was. I thought it was for losers. Oh, geeks. Good. Some geeks. Okay. <clears throat> Has that changed? You it, think it's it def- for geeks? It, def- it definitely has not changed. What? No, oh, I'm sorry. You think no, they were losers? It's not, no, I'm sorry. Law school, I always thought it was just for smart geeks, people that like were just smart and had no social skills. Mm-hmm. However, I was totally blown away by the friends you've had. Aww. Oh, have had, have, and how amazing they are, and how they're really, they all are very smart. Mm-hmm. Not, they're not geeks. They're just, I feel like, very mature and able to handle all of their, y'all are so task oriented and so good at managing. Yeah. Okay. Who is my favorite friend? Who's, which of my friends is your favorite holistically? Cameron Dow. It really? Yeah. That's my girl. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Kingry. Oh. Uh, th- oh, uh, sorry. I'm a ladies man. I like the ladies. <laughs> okay. Sorry, men. Okay. No, Cameron will love that. Although Taylor's going to listen to this. It's all right. Ta- <laughs> uh, we've only met Taylor once. <laughs> okay. she's, she's just behind. She's behind the pack right now. Okay. So during orientation, um, I'm sure a lot of law schools do this, um, but they had a loved one session, which I think, you know, husbands, boyfriends, wives, girlfriends, I think some kids actually went. Were there kids in there? No kids, I don't think. Okay. Um, and then obviously some parents, depending mostly on what parents. the living situation was. Yeah. Mostly oh, mostly parents. Sorry, I wasn't in it. During orientation, um, people got to go, and Wilson happened to be in town. So I encouraged Wilson to go, and I was kind of embarrassed about it. But I think that I remember after the meeting, I remember feeling really happy that you went because one, he got to see Baylor Law like inside. Um, but also it was nice for a, a second perspective, like for an admissions person or a teacher to really explain to him that it was going to be hard since he knew like little to nothing about law school. But did you think that it helped? Would you recommend it for people if they're law school, if they're law school had it? I would recommend anyone to go to any type of lecture or meeting about what to expect, no matter if you're a loved one or a spouse or a boyfriend like I was. Uh, it was mostly parents, but I think I, there was a couple boyfriends, a couple girlfriends in there, and uh, I would definitely recommend it. It was very cool to get to see an actual classroom like that because yeah. the schools I go to are are, are pretty, um, there's not many lecture halls, it's more mm-hmm. of desks. So I was sitting in this lecture hall and I was like, what is this? I'm head over, like I'm not in my element right now. I was mm-hmm. very nervous. I was sweating everywhere. Well, just tell us some interesting things that you learned. Um, well, I, okay, well, in my Baylor loved one's notes on my phone, some of my biggest notes I took were, um, ways to be involved as a, as a spouse. Okay. And it's all about support, support, mm-hmm. support, support. And so it talks about how the first few weeks are going to, they're going to be, the, the law students are going to be so out of their element mm-hmm. and no matter what their previous grades were or previous accolades were. Law school is just a huge punch in the face for everyone, and it's just something that they have to just kind of get acclimate, uh, acclimated to. 
And so just the first few weeks, just being very supportive. And for me, I feel like I'm very argumentative. So I feel like over our relationship, I'm normally the antagonist. Mm -hmm. I think that's the right word. So I feel like I had to really support you instead of argue with you. I'm always kind of the one saying it's not that bad. Like, you'll be fine. Get over it. And I feel like I really just had to kind of just go in the trenches with you and say, you know, and just kind of act like I was next, next to you even though I was three hours away. And then the other two things were the first set of finals. Mm-hmm. We're going to be like the biggest stressor in law school is what she said. So support. Do you think that's true after we've been through three rounds? I, want, um, I think so. All finals are hard, and everyone gets the same. The stress is there, but the panic is not there necessarily. You kind of understand how to study better and prepare yourself mm-hmm. more after the first set of finals. And then uh, a cool, I, I put this in quotes, so that's how you know it's crazy that I could find the quotes on my phone. Was uh, I guess she said, if your student makes it to practice court, they will get through practice court. So I think for all loved ones or supporters of the students, just making sure that they that the student understands that once they get to that class or get to practice court or get their 1L internship or 2L internship that you got it for a reason and just keep going like you deserve it. Yeah. Practice court's a Baylor specific thing. Did you know that? I did not. Is that moot court? No. Oh, that's, oh, sorry. that's, that's the but last thing. I that think that court. if you don't go to Baylor, that's great for anything like what you just said, the internship. That was really inspiring. I'm going to remember that during class tomorrow or during my job tomorrow. I got the job so I can get through it. Okay. She has a big girl job. <laughs> yes. Um, do you think that it helped that we were long distance? Maybe we've always been long distance. Yeah. So it's not, I'd, I've never, I guess we'll see up in this upcoming year, hopefully if I move into Waco, I mean, maybe you'll never hear my name again. Maybe <laughs> I'll have a new true. nickname. That's we're going to break true. up. That's not true. Um, but I think long distance I bet it makes it harder for people who've been together. It probably makes it harder to be mm -hmm. in long distance. But since we've always been long distance, um, I think it was just kind of another. Mm -hmm. This is the closest we've ever been. Another, yeah, another day for us. So. It also was distraction free. Like I could get work done and and you were far. Like there, you weren't coming over and it was kind of nice to know that. You weren't, you couldn't be a distraction. Like we can only FaceTime for so much. And then that kind of leads into my next question I have here, which was, do you think it helped that you were super busy with baseball? I mean, I would agree. I would say yes, because you would go to practice or you would go to your games and that would be like a really uninterrupted time for me to get my stuff done. And it was just nice to know that you weren't sitting on the other side of the phone, like waiting for me to be done. Most definitely. I, I, yeah, I definitely can see that. And I've always been a busy person and kind of uh, a goof when it comes to just going to baseball practice without saying bye or anything. And it's like, oh, I'll see you eight hours later. Yeah. All baseball girlfriends or athlete girlfriends or boyfriends out there will understand what I mean. Yeah, you just peace out without and, telling anyone. But I could understand how it'd be diff. I would say you need, if you're supporting someone in law school and you're not already very busy, it's probably a really good time to kind of find some hobbies and kind of figure out what you like because yeah. your spouse is going to need time alone. So you can't be breathing down their neck or just sitting in the other room waiting for them to get yeah. on their five minute break that they have. I think it's like a healthy boundaries. Very. Yeah. <laughs> Which we tried to set before I went to law school and that kind of all went out the window because yeah. you don't know what you're doing. That's fine. 
Not you. I meant like anyone oh. in law school doesn't know what they're doing. Okay. Also, spouse means you're married. Do you know that? Mm. Maybe partner. Partner, spouse, whatever. Um, okay, so what are some tips you'd give to someone in our situation um, or something similar? Maybe going back to what you said about not being reactive and thinking that someone's mad at you because they're not responding back. Definitely just have to, you have to switch your priority meter in your mind and understand that um, law school now has a huge chunk of their time and their devotion and understand that you kind of have to share that with them. Um, especially as just a young couple, especially young men in particular. We're all, I feel like we're very, we're all about our time and we're all about, you know, I want all of your time as a girlfriend Um, and I just think a healthy balance, being able to just support and put yourself in their shoes and just kind of let them attack school. Mm -hmm. And then it's a lot of listening because I mean, I don't understand anything they say to each other. I listen to all the podcasts. I don't understand the words (laughs) when they start talking about law school. (laughs) So it's a lot of nodding your head and just saying, yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah. I love you. You're doing great. Yeah. Um, also feel like we're serial FaceTimers. Yeah. Anyone that knows us knows that we're always FaceTiming. Like, even if it's for five minutes on my drive home from class. We have attachment issues. <laughs> probably. We probably do. I'm just used to this point getting in my car and just FaceTiming or calling Melanie instantly. Yeah, it's nice. So, it's, um... It, so it's kind of nice when she can't call or she's put her phone on do not disturb. You don't mean that. So. I, did, I did mean that. No. For the record. What do you think is the best way to support your significant other in law school? That's kind of what we just talked about. Definitely just agreeing with them <laughs> and trying. It makes you sound like you're complacent. No, well, I mean, I'm just saying definitely like put yourself in their shoes and agree. And the easiest way to support them is, I think, just to be there for them and, and give them space when they need space because definitely... There were some times where you said you were, you didn't want to talk to me or whatever. And I had to just give you some space for an hour. And you did good. You would come when you could. Obviously with baseball, it's different. It's not like someone that works a job that on the weekends they're free. Wilson's like busy all the time, except for what you had Wednesdays off or Mondays off. It just wasn't very, I don't know. It, It wasn't great. The spring was... The spring was fine because I just can't visited you all the time. Very true. Because it was in, baseball season. In the fall, I came a lot. Yeah. I loved it. I loved getting to meet everybody. and. You came when it was like appropriate. Like you would come surprise me for a night. Yes. I would not be up there during finals week. No, no. No, no, no. No. So I always made sure... I, I think the biggest supporting thing is you just got to make sure that that you have time, if, if you are long distance, that there is time for you to come visit. And being understanding that if they say, you know, maybe they, they can't see you this weekend yeah, because of school. There are certainly times where, like, I needed you to come. Like, I needed a semblance of normalcy. Especially, and that's, I don't want to cry, but that's how I felt about, I think that's part of the reason why baseball ending was so emotional for me because it was such an escape this year, especially in the spring, going to visit Wilson and watching them play was a huge escape for me and was super nice. And I think I talked about it on our last episode, but it was just nice to kind of check out. And I think that's what made this quarter of law school for me so much nicer because I was able to leave and 
not have a, just my identity be tied up into law school. I could like be something more like a girlfriend and get some of my identity back that I had before law school because it's easy to lose yourself. That's over now. <laughs> There's no more baseball. Okay, so. but now you're going to be a coach of some sort. So. Since baseball's over, I got to get new hobbies. So we're going to watch sports on Sundays. While she does homework, I'm going to drink beer. <laughs> and uh, on Saturdays, we're going to support the Baylor Bears. She'll probably be doing homework, and I'll probably be drinking beer. <laughs> and uh, on Fridays, we'll probably be going out with the law school gang. Dude. Can't wait! To, can't wait to see Joseph, me and Joseph um, Kingry, mm-hmm. my Bell Mead brother. Okay, for the last couple of minutes, I want to play one of my favorite games that Wilson and I play when we're alone, <laughs> and it is, "What do you think I do when dot dot dot?" <laughs> that's the that's a working title. I just came up with it right now. We play this game. I guess what you do at baseball practice, mm-hmm. and Wilson guesses I what I do. If I like what I do when I go take an exam and he like tells me what he pictures that we do and normally it's incredibly wrong. So we're going we're gonna to do that today. My partner in moot court, Cameron, Wilson's favorite friend, and I just did moot court and we got what, fourth place? That was third. third. Well. Yeah, you were third. You're a first loser. No, because. Yeah. No, oh, second loser. Cause you no, because there would be another third place. We were a semifinalist. Mm-hmm. How about that? Mm-hmm. And. They were all not recorded. Like, you couldn't come to them, so Wilson doesn't even know. What do you think we did in moot court? Like, what do you think Cameron and I did? Um, let's say this was in our final round against Kingry and his partner. Like, what What do you think we were doing here? Um, shout out Kingry. Didn't he win it all? Yeah. Try hard. <laughs> Try hard. Something to prove that guy. Go Harvard. Um, so, okay, I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to tell you what I think moot court looks like. Um, okay. You're definitely, you go into the school. This is a big deal. I feel like the whole school is almost shut down for y'all. And you go into, a, like, the, uh, the courtroom. I would assume where practice court is held. Probably the biggest courtroom. Okay. And I know, I feel like everyone had to go. So I think the whole class is there watching. But I could be crazy. And I think there's going to be a, there's going to be tables where each team sits. Mm-hmm. So it'll be you and Cam. And what then, are the teams called? Oh, oh, oh. Um, defendant and uh, <laughs> acquisition. <laughs> okay, so word. you have the acquisition team and the defendant team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> offense, defense. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Um and there's gonna be like a uh, there's gonna be a stand in the middle, probably where the uh, the judge with a gavel is what I'm assuming. Okay. Um, and he they probably just the judge is probably like opening statements, hits the gavel, and the judge probably goes and like sits down. But oh, the, the judge is standing. Oh, he was like he walked up, introduced what the argument was. Oh, okay. Argument, and then hit the gavel, and then goes and sits down, okay. and then defendant walks up and starts their claim mm-hmm. one and then acquisition goes okay. and does their claim and then i guess y'all go back and forth and then there's oh we pro- go back and forth it's our arguments. turn and their turn arguments maybe yeah for each side and then i i'm assuming there's like probably a panel of judges there's panels of judges i know that for a fact okay and they probably ask y'all questions mm-hmm. and y'all probably argue on yeah i'm assuming it's kind of like debate team okay it's like debate <laughs> okay do you mean to tell you what it is actually 
Okay, not the whole school. It's just your team and the judges, okay? And there's two sides, the petitioner and the respondent. Mm, and the, the petitioner goes, then the respondent goes, and then the petitioner gets to do a rebuttal. And that's it. And that's it. It's pretty... So you're kind of close, but the judge never stands up, and there's no introduction of moot court. Mm. Is okay. that how real court is? No, this is like at the appellate level. That's what moot court is. We can talk about what that means later. Okay, what is, do you want a class? Do you want to guess what a class is now? What a class looks like? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little, I have, I have a skewed, I've seen some pics from class from the crazy, the crazy gang that I've met. Um, Brett and Jake always doing something crazy in there. <laughs> There's just, doing? Melanie showed me many pictures. I don't know. Just Jake's outfits, Brett's outfits. I don't know. It's <laughs> Jake's just, outfits. It's weird. It, the obsession is weird. The, the obsession that these women have with these men is out of control. I don't get it. But, um, well, and the teacher, the doctor, sorry, stands up there and uh, talks. Professor. Yeah, and there, ooh, I don't think there's any whiteboards in these classrooms. I think it's all chalkboards because mm-hmm. that's how old Baylor is. It's just so old school like that and nostalgic. And I, I bet it's just crazy with the nails on the computer. <laughs> Click clacking in there with these people taking notes. And then there's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um, they probably the ask classes. a lot of questions. I bet there's a lot of participation in most classes. Is it voluntary? Uh, no, they get called on probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But then there's some classes that are just notes because those classes, y'all just mess around. Oh, y'all say mess around? Quote unquote, I think that just means y'all don't have to participate. You just take notes. But like in my head, I take that as oh, like mm, they're just chilling. They're nice, not, nice, they're, safe, they're not, nice, safe. They're not doing anything in these classes. <laughs> okay, sure. Like contracts. Okay, contracts you... is just notes. No. Oh, no? No. Which one's just notes? Property? Con law. Con law. It's contracts. No. It's con law. Con law is constitutional. Oh, oh, oh. Reflects on the last year of law school or. How the, do you feel, your first year? Yeah, like how do you feel? You being crushed in a it. Relationship and you crushed it. It's awesome. I've never seen so many people be so interested in it because whenever Melanie would come to San Antonio, everyone, including people that I don't even know or talk to, would walk up to her and start talking to her about about law school. Like I think it is. Besides being a like heart surgeon, is probably one of the coolest things ever. No, and I, I don't know the different studies of law, but if you go to law school, I think you're in like the top one percent of people, and that's coming from an athlete who's supposed to think that they're the the biggest dog. But I think watching you grow and continue to learn, and and meeting all your friends who've continued to grow and learn at the same time, it's pretty awesome and special to watch and. I think all of y'all should be very, very proud of what you do. And I think there's so many people that think it's so cool. People that y'all don't even think are watching you know you're in law school and think, wow, it's so cool. So in conclusion, Mm -hmm. can you sum up kind of something you want to say to a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a husband or a wife Mm -hmm. or a partner Mm -hmm. or even a friend? You could send this to a friend. Mm -hmm. For sure. That sums up kind of your advice for someone who has someone that they love deeply. That is going to law school. Um, and maybe concerned about their relationship. Be, my advice would be to be understanding of the mood swings. <laughs> There's many mood swings. I'm assuming both from a male and female 
point of view. But just be ready for the absolute eagerness that a law student comes to. when they when, when law students want to share what they know with the outsiders that's what I'll call myself they're so eager and excited and it's like as an outsider you just sit there and nod and you're trying to wrap your head around it but it's you have to be able to just be ready for the absolute excitement that comes with someone your loved one or your friend being in law school and the next day or next hour or next five minutes, the absolute tears that will be coming out of their eyes as they begin to panic and doubt themselves. Um, so I think that just, I know it's, I know it's a simple answer for me, but just support, 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 and just try to edge them on and make them understand that they are doing something that's so cool. Well... I had a lot of fun on the pod. I hope next time we're cracking some beers, tapping some corks, and maybe getting a little PG-13 with our language. Okay, okay. No, no, no. We're not doing that. But. Okay, well, I love you. Thank you. Love you. On behalf of Taylor and I, I also wanted to take a second to ask y'all to support our podcast. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, wherever you're listening, as well as following us on whatever platform you prefer, Spotify or Apple. It's really cool to track our following and we really appreciate it as we try to build our platform. You can also follow us on TikTok at RTRS Podcast. And we really appreciate y'all. So thank you for taking time out of your day and we hope you have a great week. Bye. Bye. See ya. (laughs)